0: I'm happy to uh, left the room to find Brother Joseph Jose from Chicago, a very personal friend of mine, uh, standing, waiting for me. And he's at the platform now, and I'd like to introduce him at this time, Brother Madison Jose from Chicago, Illinois. Please happy to meet all of you, and be so up here from Chicago to be in this great convention and meet our good friend, Reverend Branham. And I probably have a chance to say a word sometime, so tonight I'm not going to take any time. God bless you all, and I'm so happy to meet you. The Bible said, I believe David said, I was happy when he said unto me, let us go into the house of the Lord. And where the people are gathered together is the house of the Lord. Last evening we were late, and... uh, we're glad to see that somebody got on the phone or something, and people are gathering in. We hope that by the end of the service that the people will be gathered, the place to be filled up full of people, for the glory of the Lord. And now, last evening we were speaking on, earnestly, contending for the faith that was once delivered unto the saints, and how that God met with us and let us know what kind of faith that they had. And so today we are earnestly contending for this same faith that was once delivered to the saints, and to see that we are contending for it. Now that isn't contending with each other, with the Methodist contending with the Baptist or Presbyterian or or the Pentecostal or whatever. We are just contending against the wiles of the devil, against Buddhism. Against uh, materialism and the hundreds of idols and gods of the world, and against the God of America, the God of Canada, and many of their idols of loneliness, we are contending that there's one true living God, and that He just as live tonight as He ever was, and that we are not here just with a fictitious belief. We're not here all emotionally wrapped up in some emotion or psychology or enthusiasm. We're here in the presence of the living, resurrected Jesus Christ who stands with us each night and proves himself to be alive, raised from the dead, and here with us now. And I tell you, it makes the heart of a man or a woman really rejoice with so great exceedingly joy to know that we are not just Making up something. We're not just trying to. I'm so glad that, that the thing that I'm talking about is true. That's Jesus Christ. Wow. One time I worked for a utility company. They had a campaign on and they were selling electric lights, the mobile lamp, General Electric. And they, they had a see who could sell the most, no prizes just think who could sell the most. And we all remained together. having a. I was a lineman, and many of the others were salesmen. But before I'd ever go in to sell the lamp, before I would misrepresent anything to people, I had to know first what it was. So I went to the company, and I said, Now, what about this lamp? What is it? What's it made of? What, what, What will you do? Why are you staying behind it? And they told me all about it, how long it was guaranteed. And so still I thought I'm going to try one of them a while to see what it's made out of before even with the rule of the curtain I have to experience it myself to see what it's made out of. Being an electrician at the time, I took the thing apart, took every movement out of it, to find out just exactly how it was made up, how the switches, how they were tightened down, how the wires run in the current how it was insulated and how the reflector would work and how tight it was and what the material was. So I found out that it was a really a real life. So when I went to the person's house to sell the lamp, not being a salesman, but uh, I sold more lamps than all of them. Because I took in there with a knowing in my heart that what I was talking about was the truth. I said, now, I'm not coming to you to sell the lamp. I'm coming to leave the lamp here. You try it. And if it isn't just exactly what I say it is, then I'll take it up. Well, I put about two thousand lengths out, and I took up about four or five lamps out of two three thousand. Everybody, when they see it was the truth, had time to look through it, ins- inspect it, try it out, and the company's guarantee behind it. And if one of them went bad, they knew me, I'd go right to the company, and the company had to make it good to me. Now that make it good to the person. Therefore, I can walk with a real straight face, look every man in the face, and say the product is good if you want it. And that's the way it is with Jesus Christ. Amen. As a sinner, I found him to be a savior, and I know that he saves from sin. I experienced it, and I know that he heals sickness because I have experienced it. And tonight, with all the the respect that I can give to him. I can look at the people in the face, the purchase of his blood. Remember, to God you are more than the blood of Jesus because Jesus gave his blood for you. You are the purchase of his blood. And I can look at you knowing that I'll meet you at the day of judgment, at the end of the world, and say this one thing, that the product that I am telling you about, Jesus Christ, the Son of God, lives and reigns tonight. And he's just as powerful, just as real, and just as alive as he ever was at any time. That's right. And uh, if there's anything a man ought to be, is honest. God will respect you when you become honest. i was speaking on that at, down at the Brother Bolze's church tonight. Coming through. He was telling me about a few moments ago. Be honest. Be honest with one another. If you won't be honest with one another who you can see, how you gonna be honest with God who you don't see? See? You've got to be loyal and honest with one another. Brotherly love. And then God will bless you. Now, before we approach this blessed word tonight and try to get out now, at my house down in my country, well it's been dark for two hours at this time. So uh, I was one time in the Laplands where it didn't get dark at all, and it looks like I'm almost there again, <laughs> uh, up in the way up in in Finland, and up in Norway in the Lapland, and in there I could uh, the land of the midnight sun. Is, I, I never know when to go to bed. Well, it was sun up all the time. I make, got all mixed up, sure enough. I didn't know when to eat my meals. And they're nothing. It's just day for six months and then night for six months. So I have to be there in the daytime. Well, you there's no way to put the service, it's still night. Go home. Be nearly midnight. Well, you still read the paper that right out in the middle of the street anywhere, just, just a little dusky like it is now. At midnight. midnight. Sun come up again, just it's kind of shattered down. They said a little later, I stayed up all the time. So tonight as we are gathered for one purpose. The serve the Lord Jesus Christ. Did you have something to say to us? Uh, i uh, like to say this. It's just a few days that Brother Branham are up here, and I was caught a little bit unaware when I came in. I don't know how many of you know me, but I'm Brother Maston, who is the pastor of the Philadelphia Church in Chicago, and I'm the editor of the Herald of Faith. There may be some of you friends that read the Herald of Faith up here. Yeah, quite a few. I know that. <laughs> And I'm sure happy my wife is with me here also, but she won't be in before tomorrow. And uh, I want you to know this, that you have a rare opportunity to listen to a man of God. Now, I happen to have the pressure of having Reverend Branham in Chicago quite often, and many are a little jealous at me because Brother Branham comes so often to me. We had one meeting on the way up now when Brother Branham was on the way up, and every day since that meeting was held, people had come to me, the one after the other, wherever I met people, they have said, we have never been in anything like it in all our life. It was that old-time revival spirit, that glory of the living God that alone can create revival. Now, <clears throat> I have been standing with Reverend Brannan on the platform hundreds of times, I think, I dare to say, I have seen his gift of prophecy, the gift that God has given him, the gift of knowledge in operation, and I have never seen one mistake. When Reverend Branham says, So saith the Lord, then I know a for And my beloved friends, I want you to know that there are people probably never met Brother Branham, never probably heard much about him or learned to know him. Now, these few meetings, there's only five meetings, I so understand, through Friday, Let us get on the telephone. Let us try this place out. And even tonight, you will see what you never have seen in your life. And you will say that indeed we have the same wonderful Lord. I met a Catholic in the dining car on the train. I spoke to him. We came to talk quite a bit, and I told him about what God was doing. But he said, you don't think that you're as good as Christ. No, I said uh, not that exactly, but we believe that Christ is as good as he ever was, because he says that he is the same yesterday, today, and forever. And I says we are having a living God in on us. Hallelujah! And you will see it tonight. And I felt I want to say this word. An introduction for Brother Branham. Open your life wide open. Don't say something, I wonder what's going to do, what's going to say. I wonder where it's, I wonder how it looks, and so on. Forget all of that. We are here before the living God right now. And let the power of God come upon us from the very beginning of this meeting. As Reverend Branham begins to open up and pour out of the river of love that is within his soul, because that's what it is. Let's open up wide open. And all the people say, "Hey,
1: God
0: bless you. you. <clears throat> if I lived up to that reputation, I'd be a pretty good man. <laughs> but you know how the Swedes are. When they love you, they love you, and he just loves me. And when a Swede can love an Irishman, that's grace. <laughs> so Brother Joseph is a very close friend of mine. He, he just loves me a whole lot. And <laughs> I love him, too. We've been friends for a long time. Now, we're here for this purpose of serving the Lord, and I I heard the announcement today on the radio, and I understand that the Honorable Mayor of this city sent his representative here to open the meeting for us last night. I hope to get to see him and shake his hand, and that makes me feel real grateful to the man. God bless him, and the one who spoke last night is my sincere prayer. Now, just before we... Uh, start to speak for a few moments, and then we we'll are kind of take a little more time until the crowd gets big enough where we can really have a real big old-fashioned healing service. We'll just kind of speak along on the Word and get you who are here now who understands and can tell the others, heard it explained, can tell the others. But now before we Open up the word, and the best that we can, let us bow our heads and speak to the Lord Jesus by the way of prayer. Our Heavenly Father, it's with grateful hearts tonight that we approach Thee as the only true and living God, the wisdom of God, the love of God, the fountain of all good gifts and blessings come from Thee, our Lord. And we recognize ourselves as sinners before thee in thy presence, and not trusting at any aodia of our own righteousness because that we have none. We're not trusting upon our own merit because we have none, but we humbly approach in the name of the Lord Jesus, trusting his merit, coming in his name, for he bid us to ask the Father anything and his name. He promised he would do it. And I pray, Father, that you will hear us in Christ's name and sanctify this meeting to thy own honor tonight. Get glory out of the service. Help us as we speak and minister to thy children. For it is this purpose we're here for, to glorify God. And we ask it in the name of his beloved Son, the Lord Jesus. Amen. In the book... Of Exodus, the fourteenth chapter, and we want to read just a line, uh, two, and then for a little text. And my subject tonight is uh, maybe a little strange, and it's um, I want to speak on the subject of divine love and sovereign grace. And when divine love has been projected and come to its end, its destination, sovereign grace will then take over. And in the book of Exodus, Moses and Moses said unto the people, Fear ye not, stand still and see the salvation of the Lord. That's for a text, or scripture reading, rather. Now... We are faced in a day that when is prophesied to us that brotherly love would become a strange thing among people, and it's in my humble belief that that is the greatest of all the gifts that there is in God's Bible. If the Lord Jesus should stand on the platform tonight and uh, look me in the face and say, I'm going to give you your choice, you can be a great person or a great minister, I'll give you a gift of preaching the gospel, or I'll give you the gift of teaching the word, or I'll give you the gift of divine healing, I'll give you the gift of prophecy, or I'll make you a prophet, or any of the fine gifts of faith, any of the gifts that's in the Bible, I'll give them every one to you. But then I will withhold love from you. Or either I'll give you love and withhold the gift from you. I say, Lord, take all the gifts and let me have the love. For no matter how many gifts we got, they will never do us any good except the love of God is, is the motive behind the gift. We must have love. And as I see this great day appearing that we're now living in, where the selfishness and indifference amongst people, human beings, tribes of the earth, it grieves my heart. And I would think of it in a different way if he hadn't have already said that this day would be here, where they would be against each other and the things would take place. And love would, would be a strange thing in these days. Now... Did you realize that you being a person as you are, that you're not altogether flesh, your spirit and flesh? Not only that, but Jesus said that the Bible said that we are in a miniature way God. The B- Jesus said that. We are, he said, if that was prophets and so forth of the Old Testament that Jesus were, was referring to that it's written in your law that you're God and if he call them God through the word of God come to then why not himself being the son of God when he makes himself equal with God now we are in an amateur way we are creators that I want to just talk to you from my heart now before the service because when I preach it upsets me through two different anointings one of them is for vision and the other one is for the word. And then if you go on to the Word real hard and go to preaching, then it, the service, you can't hold the vision so well. It's two different gifts. And if you're building your congregation on one and then you turn it to another, then it's, you know what I mean. So then, but being that we're small and proud yet, we want to pre- place it as much around the Word as possible and then have a little healing service because of so many sick. Now, did you ever see someone that you just love to be around?
1: Sure you have.
0: There's people that you meet and associate with that you just love to be around. There's an air about them that you just love to associate with them. And then there's fine people that you know of. It's very fine people. And yet there's just something about them that you just don't feel at home around them somehow. You just. You don't want to hurt their feelings, they're your friends, you love them, but there's just a difference between them and this other person. Well, what it is, we create that atmosphere around us, and now I'm a conservationist and of wildlife and so forth, and dealt with wildlife. My mother's a half Cherokee Indian, and I I just love the wild, so forth, I study God my first study of God was through nature, watching what he did in nature, how he watches and how, what he does. And there's one of the greatest hindrance that there is in the church today and right here at Edmonton and in every other... Not Edmonton, I didn't mean to say that. I mean Prince Albert. And, um, and among other people everywhere is fear. But love, perfect love, passes out fear. So you, the reason you're, you're fearful is because the light temperance of love has never entered yet. When there's real love, all fear passes away. When you really love the Lord—now, I'm not condemning you. I'm only trying to bring something to light that you can look at, because after all, if there's a, these sick people sitting around and— sinners and so forth, and the difference is what makes it all. I can't believe that God's pleased with it, so there must be some remedy, and if we can find that remedy, we ought to use it. So the thing it is, it's a lack of love. No matter how many prophecies we have, how many great preachers, how much theology we know, how great a church that we belong to, if love doesn't temper that together, it's a non effect. And even in 1 Corinthians 13, Paul said, Though I speak with tongue of man and angel, I become as a sound and brass and people symbol. Though I have prophecy and knowledge and understand all the mysteries of God and have faith to move mountains and have not love, I am become nothing. So we people are more or less going after gifts instead of the giver, See? We must come back to the place where you're a wonderful people. But you must come back first, and the key that unlocks the door to everyone, we've left the key and rushed for the door. So when you get there, you find out the door don't open because you haven't got the key. Oh, I've often said this, that in my world travels, I've found two different classes of people. One of them is the fundamental, the group that I come out of, Baptists. Positionally, they know where they are, but they haven't got much faith with it. And then the other is Pentecostal. They got a lot of faith, but don't know who they are. It's just like a man's got money in the bank; he don't know how to write a check. The other man hasn't got no money in the bank yet, he can write a check. If you could get the two together, you have it. (laughs) Now, what the church is lacking is divine love. I don't mean affectionate love for one another. I mean the agape love, the godly love. Yes. And have it so richly in your heart until you just love the Lord and everything. You just take His word for it. You don't mistrust Him. My wife is setting present. When we were married, I took her to be my wife and promise to live faithful to her until death separated her and she promised separated us and she promised the same to me. Now, it is a law when I leave and go overseas or somewhere and be away a long time I don't have to go say, now Mrs. Branham I'm going to lay down the law to you. While I'm gone I don't want you flirting with any other husband and I don't want you doing so and so. I don't say that. Now, she doesn't come to me and say, Mr. Branham, and then I'll tell you. You must not flirt with any other wives and you mustn't do this or that. We don't think that. We just love each other. When I get ready to go, we kneel in the room and take hold of each other's hands and raise the other hand to God and say, thank you, Father, for being so kind to us and for helping us. And now we must separate because you said, if you won't forsake wife, children, and all and pray after me, you're not worthy to be my disciple. And now, Father, no matter what I would do, I'm still not worthy to be your disciple. But this is such a little thing that we can do. But we're willing to do this little thing to, for love that we have for you. We know you have for us. When we get through praying, I kiss her goodbye and say, Goodbye, sweetheart. She say, Goodbye, I'll be praying for you, Billy. That settles it. There's no thou shalt not, thou shalt. Nothing about it. Now, when I'm out into the field... And when I'm out there, and yet I would know, and I she don't have to worry about me, I don't worry about her. As long as I love her the way I do, she'll never have to worry. And as long as she loves me, I'll never have to worry. So we got confidence in each other, as husband and wife, that we love one another, and that just settles it. We, don't, we just go on the regular routine of life. Now, even if I know that I could do something bad, and get by with it, and go tell her, confess my sin, and go tell her I've done wrong, yet I wouldn't do it. If she'd forgive me, say, that's all right, Billy. I know it was a case of, of this, that, and you've explained it to me. I'll forgive you. We'll just forget it. I, I still wouldn't do it, because I love her too much to do that. Uh, I, I love her. I wouldn't hurt her, yet she'd forgive me. I know it would scar her heart if I did something that was wrong. And if I think that was a filial love, a human love, towards my wife, how much more are I to my Savior? No matter what would be this, that, I want to please him, I want to love him, and I want him to be able to say, that's my servant. I can tell him to go here, he'll do it. And I want to say, that's my Lord, if he sends me here, I'll go. And that's what love is, it's, it's something that binds us with God, and that takes all the fear, now, if somebody comes and says, Mrs. Branham is not true to you, I wouldn't believe it. You couldn't make me believe it. No, sir. For I have confidence in love. I would say, oh, you reckon she is? What will happen to my children? No, I wouldn't believe it in the first place because I love her. And as long as I love her that way, I've got that confidence in her as a woman. And no matter what you say, the days of the miracles medical God don't do this and God don't do that, you just might as well save your breath. I love him and I believe him and I take him at his word. So that's settled, but that's all. God said so. And if you can get to a place where you love him, it will cast out the fear that you have that he won't keep his word. That's really true. Now, Israel, in our text tonight, had come into a spot where God, by his grace through his word, had promised Father Abraham that his seed would sojourn in a strange land And among the strange people, for 400 years they would be aliens, but God then, at the end of 400 years, would bring them out. When the time of the promise drew nigh, as the pictures are text tonight, there came a time that God's promise was nigh at hand, and God will always keep his promise, no matter how ridiculous it seems, God keeps his promise. Do you believe that? Always keeps his promise, And sometimes it's the most ridiculous way he does it. Now Moses had failed with all of his military training to deliver people. He was trained up under Pharaoh, under his mother's Bible teaching, as he was to be a deliverer. He was trained up to take Pharaoh's place, to be the great military leader of the powerful nation who had all the world beat down. And one day he thought, it's time for me to go. I got my BA and my DD, so I'll just walk out and take things over. And he slew an Egyptian and found out that he was out of the will of God and was a stranger to the land for 40 years. But one day back on the backside of the desert, after 40 years passed, and he was an 80-year-old man, long, whiskers and white hair, hanging down from the bald spot on his head perhaps, walking along there with a cane in his hand, God met him in a burning bush because God keeps his tongue. You see? Yes. God keeps his every tongue. And God had brought Moses in the world to do the job, and God was determined that Moses was going to carry out his plan. So he gave him a different kind of schooling. And I'm afraid tonight, friends, as I'll say it with respect and with reverence, I'm afraid that we are giving the church the wrong kind of schooling. We are giving them the schooling from the dead letter and not from an experimentalist standpoint of the new birth to meet the true and living, resurrected Lord Jesus Christ who's just the same tonight as he was in the days gone by. Moses, in the light of that burning bush, as you all know as Christians, that Moses meeting, the angel of the Lord, in the burning bush, he was better equipped in five minutes of talk with God face to face, and he was of 40 years of training under the theology. And I'll say tonight, with all respect, here it is, you might as well button up because it's coming. Look, a man is better equipped to preach the gospel and to stand before the audience with five minutes experience before Almighty God and all the seminaries that hatch out in a hundred years of an experience. Right. If something happens, and sometimes it's ridiculous. Look at Moses. Scared. Running out of Egypt as hard as he could. Out on the back side of the desert. Look at behind. Who is coming? Is Pharaoh go to catch him? On the back side of the desert he went. Married this colored girl. And had two children. Now, in afraid to go back to Egypt, but in the presence of God and seeing God's glory... And God's glory was divine healing. He healed his hand with leprosy and performed a miracle. Two different gifts he had. And he performed this miracle. And then, let's take a look at Moses. Look how ridiculous this seems. Now this is the stunning of people that believe that God don't do things ridiculous sometimes in your mind. See? The wisdom of the world is foolishness in the sight of God. That's right. Like, no matter how much wisdom you got, you're still foolish in the sight of God. And God. Wisdom sometimes seems to be foolish to the human mind. That's on the contrary, they are one to another. Look at Moses. Talk about something that seemed ridiculous. Now Moses run 40 years before as a young man, trained to this very start with all the Egyptian army behind him and everything else, run from the presence of Pharaoh, and here he is 80 years old with a stick in his hand. Look at him going down the next morning had his wife prepping on a mule with a child on each hip leading a little old donkey the wind blowing on a stick and here he goes down the way to Egypt where are you going Moses? going down to Egypt to take over what? going to do what? I'm going down to Egypt to take over the greatest military nation in the world with the millions of armed men and chariots and the best there was in the world would be like going into Russia or some country like that today single-handed going down to take over 80 years old whiskers his to one side leaves a the mule with a wife with a child-owning tip jogging along the road where are you going? They not easy to take over but the beautiful thing you did it because God said so that settles it no matter how ridiculous it looks to you if God said so that settles it that's all no matter if it seems strange, you say that. They act strange, they look strange, they're peculiar. Sometimes God's people are peculiar. He said they were, he seems, And they act peculiar to the carnal mind. But one time come into the presence of that same angel of the burning bush, and you'll act the same way. You'll, you'll have a peculiar lookout on things. You say, I ought to have seen that before. I ought to have known it, but it's got to be a con- converted mind. Now, here we are at our text tonight. How God wants to project to you His divine sovereign grace. Now they'd come out. Here's the Israelites. They had listened to Moses. Reverently they had attended. They had tucked the sacrificial uh, lamb and had slain it. Put the blood on the poor, over the lintel of the door and on the doorpost, a sign of the cross. As the death angel. Did not come to their home. They had separated themselves from all of their possessions. You know, the trouble of it is we don't want to separate ourselves. We don't like to do that, but God wants us to separate. We won't mix us, God won't separate us. And you have to come out sometime and stand alone if you ever walk with God. And so here's Moses. Now he's brought the children out, they followed him, and they're coming out. And instead of going down to the land of the Philistines, God thought, if the people said it surely, if they see war, their hearts will faint and they'll run back. So he led them to the way of the wilderness. I'm so glad that God takes us through the wilderness journey. There he can get us alone, get out alone with God. And this wilderness experience, Isn't it strange how God leads us into great tribulations and trials? Look how those Israelites were led. Look at the waters of Myra and how that the wilderness of sin and all the different places, how the path of God leads, some through the waters, some through the floods, some through deep trials, but all through the blood. God leads his children strange, peculiar ways. But God works in mysterious ways. His wonders to perform. It has to be mysterious, or he couldn't perform the wonder. Here they are, separated from all they have, all their associates, brought them brought them out under the leadership of the Holy Spirit. The angel of God, a pillar of fire, they were following this pillar of fire. And light, and they come to a place that they were cornered. All cornered up in a little place, the wilderness on this side, the mountains, the desert, and the Red Sea here. Pharaoh's army pursuing them with their swords and their chariots. And yet a people that had separated themselves and loved the Lord and believed in the Lord, have been brought to a corner. I think of this little boy sitting in a wheelchair. I've seen a mother lift her child from a wheelchair. My wife said, last night she sat back there and almost wept. see a little boy just so patiently, playing with his little fingers, a little crippled. I think of the wonders here, maybe some of you cancer. The doctor says it's just all can be done. I... Uh, my skill teaches me that uh, you can do no more. And some of you, that sinking thing of heart trouble, right on you, feel good and strong and healthy. Maybe a corpse in an hour from now. Dreams, And yet, Christians. But God sometimes permits that. Right. Just to show His sovereign love to you and His sovereign grace. He wants to do it. And now, how can you understand it unless somebody tells you about it? Faith cometh by hearing, and hearing the word—that's the scripture. And all things that we do must be based on the scripture, or I won't receive it myself. Someone says, "Brother Brandon, do you believe God does this?" I said, "Well, I don't say that He can do anything He wants to, but I just like to stay with the word. I know that's right because God has said it." And I believe it. Now, look at Israel. Right in the corner. Death lurking right behind them. You see it? Now, maybe you're sitting in the same place tonight. You love the Lord. You moved out and come to church tonight knowing that death is right behind you. Cancer, heart trouble. Tuberculosis. Many things. A lady just called in to bring her all the way from Calgary to be here tomorrow. A mother to have a baby right away and couldn't put her in a plane. And she's making her way here by a pullman train with TB and to be a mother just in a few days. But she said it. she was coming with pain leaving. There you are. Yeah. Something in a heart moving. When the deep calleth to the deep. Got to be something to respond to that. Before there can be a deep calling, there has to be a, a deep to create that deep. Something calling, I believe a woman will be healed, I believe with all my heart. A Christian, little German woman, but God surely by his grace will heal that person. Say, Brother Ben, we're a Christian in that corner. God does mysterious things to show His love. Now, there's Israel, right in the corner, after stepping out, the Spirit of the Lord. Here they are, backed right up, discharging right to them. The dust of the wheels are coming. The desert, they're being entangled out there somewhere and just throwing down if they started that way. There was a Red Sea before them and they couldn't get across that. What are they going to do? Isn't this strange? Our Heavenly Father just saying back then, we'll just watch this picture develop. So what did they do? They appealed their case to God. And Moses began to pray. And the Lord spoke to Moses, no doubt by his vision. And Moses went among the people and said, "Stand
1: still."
0: I love that. Stand still and see the salvation of God. That's the way to do it. Just stand still and watch it. Oh, he's real. Stand still and see the salvation of God. For these Egyptians that you're looking at today, he'll, he'll know no more. How would you like to know that that car in the doctor's office that you looked at that he turned down and wrote death across it You'll see it no more. For God will surely come in his magnificent grace and set you free. When love is projected. They say, Lord, we love you. We've stepped out on your word. Your prophet has advised us. And we see that you're with him for the signs and wonders that you're doing with him. And we know that you're with him. And the word of God is there. And he bid us to come. And he never told us anything contrary to your word because you gave us the promise. Amen. Amen. Yes. There you are. God likes to believe Said so you said so in your word that you would deliver us. And it's getting to be about that time. Here the man comes with times and moments of following that we can't dispute. We know he's your prophet. And we know that he sent, that you sent him. And we love you, Lord, for we're the people of the sheep of your flock. And now we follow him, And we're out here. And we know by a sign the call that you are with us. And here we are, and death coming behind us. Yes. Uh, now, what was they doing? Projecting love, divine love of God. And how grace will have to act in its place?
1: You it. What happened? God sent them over to tell them to stand still. They love me, and
0: i not show you what my grace is. Just stand still now. Don't be excited. Every put step of the righteous man is ordered all of the Lord. All oh, matter what comes or goes, God orders it. Maybe if you a few it may be these troubles and tribulations, but as long as God's leading, what difference does it make? Could so not I tell them to stand still? They love me, and they are protecting to me. I'm proving that they believe me to step out on my word and they believe it and now they're at the end of the road Hallelujah. love has taken them as far as it can so now I will project to them they projected love to me I'll project my divine grace and power to them <laughs> but still they're, they're at the end they can't do no more but they still love me and they believe me so my grace will work now in this case. It will work tonight in your case. It will work in every case. Watch this. Then what taking place? God calls an east wind to come down. Moses didn't do a thing but walk right down to the seashore or the side of the Red Sea and just waved his hands across the sea went back. What happened? The pillar passed that was giving them light, and leading them, turned around, and stood between them and the danger. Yeah. And to them, it was darkness, to Israel, it was light all night long. I'm so glad that there's blessed, holy light, when the was walking in darkness, the Christian walked in the beautiful light of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. I remember years ago, in the old Baptist church, we used to sing, we'll walk in the light, beautiful light, Come where the drops of mercy are bright, shine all around us by day and by night. Jesus, the light of the world. Walk in Him. The world will be dark. They'll call you everything they can't call you because they're walking in the darkness, but you're walking in light. He's standing between you and the danger. Then what happened? Moses didn't know, but push his hands out. Walk back, and then the Lord caused a real strong east wind to start blowing. And while Israel was comfortably, not with a bit of doubt in their heart, laying down to have taken a nap in the light of the angel of the Lord, and Pharaoh's army moving against one another, they didn't know what to do until God. So God was working in their behalf. Oh, isn't that marvelous? God working in their behalf what was he doing that wind begin to roll and the sea began to move back then as he got the sea all all back then what happened then he begin to drive the land over. just enough for them to walk not the chariot wheels to roll just enough for them to walk God in his infant mercy when divine love had carried them into the situation, divine grace was projected to those lovers and God delivered them safely on the other side. Yes. You know? yes. A few days ago, in a meeting, a Christian businessman at Minneapolis, I was speaking. And there was a man, Mr. Crow, a fine Christian gentleman. I was, uh, he had a veteran, a great plow company in America one of the greatest plow works in America. He's the owner of it. And he was at the platform, and I heard him in this convention giving a testimony. And he was a great friend to my friend Oral Roberts. And he loved Brother Oral. Brother Oral Roberts was a fine Christian gentleman. And so uh, he said, but he had his trust in Oral. He said, now, he had just been a a lukewarm church member but had come to to oral meetings he got saved and he received a new birth and he said he was just having a great time but his trust wasn't oral so one day he developed a sickness well you see you can put your trust in the wrong thing if you got your trust in a man or in your church or in your organization you better take it out right now and put your trust with your love to Christ it won't work he loved the Lord, but he thought, well, Oral is just representing him, so I'll just I'll go to Oral. So he developed a serious trouble in his body. He goes down to have dinner with Brother Roberts, so his testimony is. And um, Brother Roberts was talking to him, and he told him he had a serious kidney condition or something that was real bad. Oral said, well, the Lord will take care of that. Walked over and prayed for him. said, do you feel better? He said, yes, I do. So in about a few hours here it was back again. He goes to oil again two or three times. Well, it wouldn't do no good. So he said, Lord, what's the matter? He said, I know what I'll do. I'll go down and stand before Brother Branham and he'll tell me by prophecy just exactly what caused it. Well, he goes down to street where it was, he tried night after night to get in the line, he couldn't do it. No card was he giving cards, but he never was called to come in the line. So I went from there to Mexico. So that failed him. So he goes back then to everyone that he know was preaching divine healing, had him, he him pray, lay hands on him. Well, it didn't do no good. He said, well, he went to Mayo Brothers to find out. His doctor said, it's it past. So he went to Mayo Brothers to find out what would happen. So when he went there, they told him, said, you've got one chance out of 10,000 of ever coming off the table. Well, he said, I guess this is it then. So he goes home and he prays, he said, Lord Jesus, you know my walk beforehand, you know my walk now, you know that how I've tried to live for you, I've done everything, I've testified to businessmen across the country, I've given my entire life, I've I've done all that I can since I had become a Christian four or five years ago to serve you." And here it is at the end of the road. I love you, Lord. I've only got one way out now, and that's maybe if I can have the operation. I'm just trusting you. He went back, told the doctor operate, and when he went to go to sleep, he said, "Well, Lord, you know I love you. I want you to know that that I love you. And if I have to be, have to die on the operating table, well, I love you with all my heart." And he went to sleep under the ether, praising the Lord because he loved him. What had, love had come to its end. Right. He loved Brother Robbins. Brother Robert was a man. He loved me. I'm a man. He loved other brethren. Valdez and many of the others, they were men. But then when he found out that all the men had failed, he only had one thing to look to. That was Christ. That's the one. There he's on the right track. And when he was going into the operating room, he said, Now Lord, if I die, I love you with all my heart. They failed out one chance out of ten thousand, these best doctors in the world. One chance out of ten thousand. And when he woke up, the whole room was lit up with the glory of God. And the doctor said, I have never seen anything like it in my life. He got normally and well within just a few days. He never seen anything take place. What was it? When divine love has been projected in the right direction, how grace stepped in and took its place. Amen. It'll do it every time. I wish I could tell you a few experiences of something, just for a moment. How many ever read my life story? You remember in there? Thank you. In there, were at a maniac over in and Tacoma, Washington, I believe, or Portland, Oregon it was. I believe the book reads that case. That one night, standing on the platform before thousands of people, a maniac ran to the platform to kill me. You remember reading that? And what happened? Now, when that great big fellow moved up there, I weighed 128 pounds, and he weighed nearly 250 or 275, nearly seven foot tall. Great big fellow, wild as he could be, and his eyes bulged way out. He just hit a preacher on the street. He got out of the insane institution, broke out. He had a preacher, he had a meaning for a preacher. And yet the fellow broke his jaw, his collarbone. I just led two little police, to Christ, back there in the dressing room. One of their mothers had been healed the night before, and they come there waiting in the room to see me, and I led them to the Lord Jesus. And while speaking on faith, this big fellow comes down through the building, run up to the platform like that, and all the preachers just scattered, because they knowed him. And he said, you snake in the grass. You hypocrite. And he said, you're out here imposing yourself as a servant of God. I'll show you how much man of God you are. I'll break every bone in that little frail body. Now, he was well able to do it. And he walked up to me with his hands like this, his teeth set together, going, hee, And when he got to me, I'm right in my face, I just couldn't look at him. And you know what? I wish I could always feel like I did then. Instead of despising that man, instead of hating that man, I felt sorry for him. I loved him. Well, I thought that man don't want to be like that. He, 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 no matter what he said, it's not him talking like that. He wants to be a normal man, he wants to love his babies and his wife as a sweetheart and he wants to come in at night and take up his little babies and play with them and go out and work and come in and put his arm around his wife and, and have a home like any other man. And that's not that man. He'd be my brother. That's the devil in that poor fellow. And doing that, now listen close, in that happening, I don't wish that could happen right here now to every soul here. There wouldn't be a feeble person among us in the next five minutes. Wow. You can't make yourself do it. It has to be a gift of God. And while I was standing there, I loved him. Now, I a poor self. And right while I was speaking, projecting to him that you can't bluff yourself. That's what's the matter with so-called Christianity. You're trying to act like something that you're not. You can't you can fool a wild animal. Many times I've walked right face to face with all kinds of wild animals. Someone said, "Aren't you afraid of the bandits? No, sir?" I love them, and they know it. You can't fool them. I walked in. I used to do a lot of riding. I rode many years roundup and so forth. And I walked into wild horses, and somehow in a few minutes. He'd have his head laid over my shoulders. I'd just put a blanket on him, walk in, there a little while with a blanket on him, and throw so the saddle on him, and first thing you know, he'd be riding along. Him. See? He loves you. And if you really love him, he knows it. Now listen, I want to tell you something. Human beings are more intelligent than animals, and you can't tell people you love them. They won't believe it unless the real thing's out of prove Right. So you say, Oh, brother, you know, we have this great fellowship, and down in your heart of drugs, you know drugs? Yeah. He knows different. God knows it, your neighbor knows it. you got to be clean and above God's board and say, Lord God, create in me a clean heart to love. And when that poor fellow standing there in the depths of Moscow, I felt sorry for him. And just as I was feeling sorry, the Holy Spirit began to speak, and a man fell across my feet. It's wonderful to see what God can do when love—love love is the mightiest force that there is. Did you know God is love? He that loveth is of God. I don't mean affectionate love. I mean godly love. Affectionate love creates lust. But I'm talking about godly love. Real love. I'd just like to open up my heart and tell you a little of inside of my life. Would you like to you know it? You are strangers. No, we're not. We're children of God. This is just on my heart to say this now. I was going to something else. But I'd just like to tell you a little bit of the inside of my life. I'm so grateful tonight to the Lord Jesus for what he's let me do for his people. I love people. God knows that. I, I can't be with people like I want to be because I can't be a servant of God and a servant of man at the same time. i got to spend my time. The man doesn't understand it because he, maybe he just knows one kind, one kind of love, but I'm in the room somewhere praying, trying to help him, and he thinks I'll be out running around eating dinner with him or something. But that's different, you see. He doesn't understand it, and he'll never know it until we cross the river. and then. In that, but love, real, true love. I just love people. I was a, a little boy raised up at home and, and not too good a family, and, and nobody seemed to care for me. And in my own family, many of the brothers, all of them drink and smoke, and I didn't do it, and I was the black sheep of the family. When I found out that somebody really loved me, when I, somebody let me know that Jesus loved me, and I thought, you mean the very highest of all heights, the God of heaven, loved me? Well, i He loved me, and and the first time I ever prayed, I couldn't pray. You know what my first prayer was? I was a a hunter, lived in the woods. I was going to write my prayer out on a piece of paper and pack it on a tree in the woods. Let's go and he'd tell him how bad I was, and maybe I know he'd come down that path sometime. He would read that and would forgive me. I wrote it out on a piece of paper, and I got to thinking, well, they told me he was a man. And if he's a man, then he'll understand as a man. So I set, went out in the shed. It was real wet, and I got a sack and knelt down one. And I heard people say, God, talk to me. Well, I said, now, how must I, must I hold my hands like this? Or must I do? How must I do? I didn't know how to do it. So I thought, so well, I'll be. I've seen a picture one time of somebody praying with their hands like this. And I got my hands like this. And I said, "'Dear sir, Mr. Jesus, I wish to speak to you just a minute. Would you come up here just a minute? I want to speak to you just a minute.' I said, "'I don't hear you. Where are you at?' I said, "'Maybe I didn't hold my hand right.' And I said, "'Maybe I'll cross my hand.' And I said, "'Mr. Jesus, if I don't cross my hands, right of what I am doing wrong, you forgive me. I don't mean to do it in the wrong way, but would you come here just a minute? I want to talk to you just a little bit.' I said, "'I don't hear you, sir.' Now that's how much I know about God. But that there, when I love Him, I said, you know what? I've been so mean that He won't even talk to me. And I said, I guess I'm lost for good then. And I started crying. I said, well, sir, I'm, I'm going to confess my sins anyhow. I said, I'm no good. And I said, it, you're yeah, all good. But when I was dying here in the hospital, I told you I would talk it over with you. This is all I can do. About that time, a light circled across, and the cross come on the wall, my sins left. When love had been projected, sovereign grace took its place. It answered. Just really love. That's all you have to do. Love the Lord with all thy heart, with all thy mind, with all thy strength. It will work in a human. Here, some time ago, I was, maybe somebody's been down in the States. I do appreciate the visit of many of you fine Canadian people as you pass by. And at the parsonage, I was trying to cut the grass, and people coming from everywhere, I'd get out there and cut by two arena rows. First thing, you know, I have to run in the house, run around behind the house, and change my overhauls, and, and get in and pray for some sick people, and then maybe next day, before I get away, again. Next morning, real early, get out, and nobody out there. I'll put on my overhauls and cut a couple more rounds. Somebody come out, say, "Hello, brother!" Bam, get talking, and another machine go drive up. You know, time I got to the backyard, the front was grown up again, and I was way around in behind the yard one afternoon, real hot, and I had my little old motor just chugging along. And I took off my shirt. Nobody could see me back there, just my waistline uh, trousers. And I was a mowing real hard. And I forgot about a big hornet's nest being in the corner. And I ran that mower machine right into that nest. And in a moment's time, I was covered all over with hornets. You know what hornets are up here? Great big fellows. They kill you. One solid sting knock you flat on the ground. So, and I guess it was 30 or 40. maybe made 50, big hornets. And no shirt on. And there it was all over me. You know what happened? Just before I could think, something happened. Now, this sounds very juvenile, sounds like a kid, but it's the truth. I thought, poor little fellow, you know I disturbed you? You're God's little creature. Sure, you got a finger. That's what you protect yourself with. And you're God's creature. And I, I disturbed you, you were all resting in your nest. And I disturbed you. And instead of hating those little fellows and trying to fight them, I loved them. And I said, little creatures of God, I am the servant of the Lord. I'm in a hurry. That's the reason I hit the nest, or the fence. I said, God's people comes in for me to pray for them, and I am the servant of the Creator your creator. Now in the name of the Lord Jesus, go back to your nest. I won't bother you anymore. You go right back to your nest. And God who will have the judgment keys at the day of judgment, those hornets were just humming as hard as they could, not a one of them me. and one tuck lead and every hornet single fowl went right, right back to the nest and went inside the nest. What was it? I don't know. Something happened. What did God Converted their hearing to hear me? Or oh, whether they changed my words to their language? Whether uh, a projection of that love that I had for them? something taken place. Yes. The hornets went to their nest. Yes. While I was game warden, I was going to a field. I went over to, to put some fish in a, a stream. Always pulled pack a little pistol and I threw the thing up in the car, and there's some fellow over across the way was sick. I was a minister at the time, so I was going over to visit this sick brother, working for him a living, and I just pulled this little old of gun off and it up in the car and shut the door, took out across the field. I didn't think about it. But about two months before that, a great big Guernsey male cow had killed a colored man. And he was in that pasture and I didn't know it. They'd sold him to another fellow up there. He's a fine animal. And they didn't want to kill him. So they'd sold him to this color this man up here, the other place, and I was going across the field, and out in the field was a little shrub up, all at once this big fellow raised up. So I felt for the gun and I'm glad I didn't have it. For I probably killed the bull and went and paid for him. But while I was standing there looking, I looked back, I was about 250 yards to 300 from the fence. Not a tree or nothing to get into. Well, he raised up and roared and folded pawns down to the ground, shook the dirt like that and called, and here he comes. I thought, well, here's the end. Well, I certainly don't want to meet my end like a coward. I want to stand and take it like a man. I thought, this was the end. And then when that bull being as far as across this arena here from me, I—instead of hating that bull, something happened. I loved him. And I thought, now, wait, I'm on his ground. He wasn't bothering me. I'm bothering him. And I said, Preacher of God, I am the of the Lord. I'm on my way to pray for his sick child. Now, I won't bother you anymore. In the name of Jesus Christ, the Son of God, go lay down again. And I won't bother you. And that fellow, here he comes. And I was no more scared of that animal than I am of, of my brethren sitting here behind me. And there he comes. I wish it could happen now. And he runs. And when he got right within a few feet of me, he threw his feet out and he stopped. And he looked this way and that way, so depleted. Turned around, walked over and laid down and I walked within five feet of that animal and he just looked up at me and I went on went on by when I got to the road and that left me I shook all over what was it? in emergency love is protected grace takes its way many years you read the possum story didn't you? Jean and Leo and them sitting back here now they was at my gate. Last July, just about a year ago, and there been a young colored girl in the city, a beautiful woman, had had an illegitimate child. Now we're closing just a moment, and had this illegitimate child, and she didn't want it. She tucked the little baby and wrapped it in a blanket, put water around, it, and smothered it to death. Had a cab driver take her out on the bridge of the Ohio River, which spans about a mile across there. And told the cab driver she had to throw something out, and he stopped, and she pitched the baby over into the water. And the cab driver was suspicious, and he called the coast guard. They sent it out as a little baby. So I said to little Jean and Leo, which I call my students, the recording boys here, I said, "That wasn't a mother. That was just a female. A mother wouldn't do that." And while we were talking, up the road come something moving. I watched it. It was a possum. And a possum travels at night, if you have him here, you know they're night travelers. But I noticed him, he was dragging himself like this. And I said, look at that possum, he's coming, dragging himself in, perhaps he's got rabies. I said to Jeannie Meal, we went out to look at him. And when we did, I throwed a rake, guard rake there over the possum, and he, instead of playing possum, he started biting at that rake. And I noticed that all of his leg was all chewed off in here, it had been hit by a car or chewed by the dogs. And he was in a dying condition. And then there's only two animals that have pockets that's a kangaroo and a possum. And when the possum let down, what's the reason she was fighting about, she had nine little naked babies about that long. And those little babies were trying to nurse. Now I said, come here, Gene, you're meal. I said, here is a possum that's a dying. Now this possum is more of a mother than that woman was, course she hasn't got thirty minutes to live. Cause there were fly blows, maggots all over, and green flies were all swelled up. And, and I said she's got about at least thirty minutes will take her life, but she'll spend that thirty minutes for her baby. She'll fight for them. Just at that time, Mister Woods, which is a book salesman, me, his boy had been healed, crippled up with polio about a sixteen year old boy and they, he is a contractor just sold out and just follows the meetings. He has no neighbours to me. His wife is a veterinarian. They come up. Another maid come up. She said, Well brother Bram, take the now the possum is perhaps dying. She said, Kill her and then take the little one, said so they got round mouth. They can't be put on a bottle they're too little and just kill them. I said, Sister Woods, they can't do it. And she said, Well brother Bram, you're not going to let that poor old thing lay there and suffer. So that's the humane thing. I said, I know you're right, but I can't do it. Well, she said, let my husband do it. And I said, no, I don't want to. said, you mean you're going to let that poor animal lay down and suffer like that? I said, well, I just can't kill her. And said, well, just pick the loads up and get them, and they'll be dead in a second. They won't suffer. So while she was saying that, she said, well, go and get one of your guns. You're a hunter? said, shoot them. said, you're a hunter? I said, I'm a hunter, but I'm not a killer. I said oh, I just can't do it. And the old mother possum when I let her up made her way up to my doorstep and exhausted. The boys are sitting here now. She laid all that day, that night. The next morning I got up, there she was laying her like just stretched out cold. She never moved anymore through the day and little baby possums trying to nurse. My little girl, Rebecca, a very spiritual little child, about nine years old now. She came out the next morning real early. And she looked down, I stand out there looking at the old mother Thompson. Just nobody there yet, real early. And there she's laying there, dew all over her, like frost, like nobody's dew. And those little babies still trying to nurse that looked like a dead carcass laying there. And Betty said to me, my little girl, she said, Daddy, what you going to do with her? I said, honey, I don't know. She said, is she dead now? And I said, I think she is, sweetheart. I tucked my toe and touched her like that. She didn't move, and I kicked her a little bit again. I seen that little green come. I said, no, she's still alive, honey. And I said, look at that leg. Oh, that big around. And it ordinarily be about like that. Just blows and all, everything all over it, and the flies all over it. And I said, poor old thing, right on her left side. I said, just won't be long, she'll be gone. I said, honey, you'd better hurry back to bed. I said, you're wrong. Get in the bed for me. It's too early for you to be up. I walked into the little room to the sign, and I sat down there and was rubbing my head like this where were many great visions are tough place. I was rubbing my head, and I thought, well, I don't know what I'll do with that old possum. I can't let him kill her. I just can't do it somehow. And sitting there like that, I heard something say to me, well, you preached a sermon on her yesterday to them boys about her being a real mother. I said, that's right. I, I, I say she was a mother. I said, well, said, I sent her to you, and she's laid at your gate for 24 hours, or your steps waiting to be prayed for like a lady. And you've never said anything about it yet. Well, I said, I didn't know that... that I thought, who am I talking to? I thought, I couldn't be talking to myself. I thought, is that God? Well, I know he deals with... why he, he knows the staff. He knows his wallet. I said, Lord, if that be so... I walked back out, and little Becky was still standing there. And I walked out, and I was with the old mother tossing him up. And I said, Heavenly Father... If you, my father's way, this poor dumb brute that doesn't have a soul, but yet she wants to live to raise her baby, and you sent her to my doorstep to be prayed for, and she's laid here 24 hours, and I didn't know it, I said, Forgive your servant for being so stupid. And I pray that in Christ's name, that if you send her here, that you'll do something for this coffin even though it's a dumb dream. But you're the God who created her. So if you wanted me to pray for her, you forgive me, and I pray that you'll heal her. And France, God, my solemn judge, that old parson turned kind of over and looked at me, picked up her little babies in his pocket, that lady just gone with the other, Stood it down to the gate. That tail cooked up like that. Turned around, looked at me and said, Thank you, kind sir. Right down the road it went, not even a lip, and went to the woods. And as far as I know, they're happy with their babies tonight. What is it? I've seen that happen time after time. When love is projected, that grace will have to come in and take its place. If God, our Father, was concerned about an ignorance, Dumb brute as a possum. Well, that possum knows more about divine healing than half the preachers in Canada. That's right, or Americans and who That's right. She knows how to follow the leading of the Holy Spirit. And she came as an ignorant dumb brute and waited. And God, my judge, And I'll stand before you at the day of judgment, know that he laid his healing hand to that dumb brute. And made her well because I believe in my heart she wanted to live for those babies to show an example that when human beings get away from God, they drop farther and lower than the animals it walk the streets and the fields. That's right. She loved her great its place. How much more are you tonight than that old possum was? How much more is that mother standing there with her baby? How much more is this mother with her baby? How much more of each one of you in there, how much more value are you? Jesus said about the sparrows. Not one sparrow, he said, could fall to the street without the Father knows it. So how much more value are you than sparrows? Don't your Father know what you have need of? Now, there's only one way that God can do this. That's for you to have love for him that will cast out all the fear that you have that he won't do it. And say, Lord Jesus, I love you. Then he will come down here tonight and manifest himself here at the platform and out in there that he's alive and among you. That's great. Then he'll do the same thing for to you tonight he did for the possum or any other if you'll just believe him. Shall we pray? Our Heavenly Father, we thank thee tonight for Jesus. We thank thee for the love of God that's shed abroad in our hearts by the Holy Ghost. And now, Lord, through the speaking of the Word, and being yet lengthy, and the crowds not gathered yet... We thought it wisdom maybe just speak to the people a little longer at length tonight. And so I pray now that in the next few moments after I have spoke of you will you declare yourself to be a living and alive among us tonight and let them know that your grace is just as great tonight to them as it was at any time. And if they'll only love you you will give your grace to them freely forgiving their sins and healing their sickness. Grant these things Father God I pray in Christ's name, amen. All right, we're going to call some more people to the platform. Now I'm going to ask you to do something for me, if you will. If you'll just kind of keep your seats and let the little ones stay right close to you. Don't go one. move. Just stay right where you are just for a little bit. Now I'm going, let's see, let's call, I believe they had 100 cards out last night. I believe I called from 1 to 15 last night. Was that right? That's the first part. Let's call the last part tonight, and that would be 85 to 100. All right? Let's call, just get about, that as many uses as I can get to. Sometimes if it's running good, I can get 20 or 30. Sometimes I don't get but two or three. But it just depends on how the faith of the people is built. All right. Who has prayer card 85? Hold up your hand. Prayer card 85. All right. Would you come over here? Prayer card 85. 86. Who has prayer card 86? All right? 87, 88, 89, 90. All right. Where's Billy Paul or one of the ushers or somebody? Brother Joseph, would you help him down there if you would? Isn't he? All right. Now I'm going to call this a few more and see where we get. We can't tell. The prayer cards are mixed up. They're given out. We just call out from anywhere. All right. 85, 86, 87, 88, 89, 90. That's five. One, two, three. Too many. <laughs> All right. 91, 92, 93, 94, 95. 96, 97, 98, 99, 100. Line up as your numbers are called, if you will. Thank you, Brother David. Now, while we're waiting just for a moment, maybe if they don't come, maybe we can call some more and get them lined up in the line. All right. Now, those whose numbers are called, so we can just have reverence, how many is in here that is sick and wants the Lord to you, and you haven't got a prayer card? Let's see your hand. Everywhere. Everywhere. All right. How many years never been in one of my meetings? Let's see your hands. Quite a few. All right. Now, while they're lining them up, we see how many they all get there. Then um, I want to ask you something. Now, if you will, please, just for a few moments, be real reverent. See? Just be reverent. We're in the house of God. So now, I want to ask you something. Do you believe that Jesus is raised from the dead? Raise your hand. Do you believe that Jesus Christ lives tonight and is raised from the dead? All right? Then if he's raised from the dead, then the Bible says he's the same yesterday, today, and forever. Is that right? How many believe that? I want to ask you something. If he was here on earth tonight, where would you find him? What what type of people would you find him with? The poor. Is that right? If he's the same, he's with the poor then. And would he be with the scholars and the educated? No. No. Very few of them are saved. Well, then you say they're very fine, that doesn't have nothing to do with it. Those if and the high priest and the holy, righteous man seemingly... But what is sin? Would you like to know what sin is? Let's see your hands. you like to know what sin is? Sin is only one thing. Unbelief. He that believeth not is condemned already. You know smoking cigarettes is not a sin? You know cursing using God's name in vain is not sin? You know committing adultery is not sin? It isn't. That's the attributes of sin. That's the attributes of unbelief. You do that because you're not a believer. If you're a believer, you wouldn't do that. A peach tree bears pieces because it. it's a peach tree. It's got peach tree life in it. Is that right? Yes, sir. See, it's the attributes of things. It's the attributes of undo. If you believe, those things become dead to you. But if you're not a believer, then those fruits and signs follow you. Now, I want you to be real relevant. Now, what did Jesus do in this case? What would he do if he was here? If he acted like he did in the days when he was here sure in his flesh, now he's here sure tonight in the form of what? Spirit, is that right? Say Amen. Spirit. Now, when he was here sure on earth, he said, "I can do nothing in myself." How many knows he says that? How many knows that Jesus said in Saint John 5, 19, "Verily, verily, I say unto you, the Son can do nothing in himself, but what he sees the Father doing, that doeth the Son likewise." How many knows that Saint John five nineteen? Then Jesus never did one thing until the Father showed him by vision according to his own word, which is infallible, he's God, and he could not lie. He said, Barely, barely, that's absolutely positive. I say to you, the Son can't do nothing except he sees the Father doing it first. That's right. When he was here on earth, when a Philip came to him, and Nathaniel found Philip, or Philip found Nathaniel, rather, when he comes, he knew him. He said, you're a righteous man, a man who is his no God. And he told him where he was. Is that right? Before he, How many knows he did that in St. John, the first chapter? He told Philip, or, or told Nathaniel, what kind of a man he was, what his trouble was, and where he was at when Philip found him. And what did the Pharisees say? They said, he's a fortune teller. Beelzebub. And Jesus said... You said that against me, the Son of Man, I'll forgive you. But when the Holy Ghost is coming does the same thing you said, there's never forgiveness. And I may know the Bible says that. Right? All right. This is the Holy Ghost dispensation now. Christ coming. actually he's being glorified. There's no excuse of him. Now, I want to ask you something else. What did the what did the man the miracle has done? on, what did he say about it? He said, Thou art the Christ, the Son of the Living God. Is that right? The woman at the well, he spoke to her and talked to her to find out where her trouble was. When he found it, he told her. And she said, now, you must be a prophet. She said, we know that when the Messiah cometh, he'll do these things. But who are you? He said, I'm he. Is that right? I mean, well, that, right, St. John. Well, sure. A woman touched his garment one time and went out and sat down in the crowd or stood up or wherever she was. And Jesus said, somebody touched me. And they said, everybody denied it. She denied it. No, I never touched him. But Jesus said, I, Peter said, Why, well, Lord, everybody's touching me. Why to say, who touched me? He said, I perceived that I got weak. Virtue went out of me. said, somebody touched me. Then he looked around until he found the person. And he told her about it. Now, if she touched his garment and got what she wanted, she pulled God through Christ. Does the Bible say he can still be touched? The Bible said he's the high priest that can be touched with the feeling of our infirmities. Is that right? So you can touch him tonight. And if you will yield yourself to the love of God, and I yield myself to the love of God, God will project his presence with us and do the same things that he did when he was here on earth. Do you believe it? He said he would. Jesus said, do things that I do. Shall you do also, and more than this shall you do, for I go to my Father, because it could be four places in one. How many know if he said that? All right. All right? And he said, A little while, and the world, the world is the unbeliever, the world will see me no more. And no matter what would take place, there's people that's born to, un- to be disbelievers. They were born with that spirit in them, will go out of this world that way. The Bible said, For ordained of old. Jude said so, to so this condemnation. you know that? Wouldn't you hate to be that person? Ah, look at Cain and Abel. Look at Esau and Jacob. Before either was born, God knowed them. He said, I hate Esau and love Jacob. See? Before knowledge, he knew it. And there's people that won't believe. And so Jesus said a little while, and then unbelievers which will be massive by the millions, they won't see me no more. Yet you shall see me, the believer, for I, As I said to personal pronoun, I will be with you, how long? To the end of the world. I'll be even in you to the end of the world. And the very same things that I do, shall you do also. And the Bible said that Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. Now, if he will come and do that tonight, and it's the thing that he did it, and he promised he would do it, and if we'll project that love to him, he's duty-bound to do it. Now, God has set in a church, some teachers, evangelists, prophets, all for the perfecting of drawing the church together. Now, I don't say that he will, but vengeance to me is just the same as you eat your dinner. The first thing I remember was a vision When I was born, Mother Earth, you've heard the story, how the light stood there. When I was just a little boy, the first thing I remember, he met me out there in the woods. Right behind the yard. Well, I could have been over two years old or more. A little bitty boy, in a little rock, my brother was crawling behind me, which was just a year old, a year younger than I. And we were standing there. And he told me where I would live at. And I went and told Mama. And he, all along, down through life, he's told those things, not one time has it ever failed. It never will See, I keep record and watch when it says, Thus saith the Lord. Sometimes me talking then when I yield myself it's him talking so it's just me that I yield myself just like here it has nothing to do with it when you yield yourself he just takes over now you yield yourself to him out there and you're in the prayer line every person here are you all there everything alright everybody's lined up everybody in the prayer line if I'm strangers you raise up their hand if you don't know me and I don't know raise your hand up high in the prayer line how many out there knows that I don't know you? Raise your hand. Everybody out in there knows that I don't know you. see, I see all right, no matter where you're at. Now, here's what we are putting God. Now, there's one thing right or wrong. This Bible is either the truth or it's an error.
1: If it's an error, let's close up this building tonight and walk
0: away from here and forget about Christianity. There's no such a thing. But if it's the truth, then Jesus Christ is duty down. To stand by His Word and, and protect Himself in His church, for He said, His Word said, the same things that I do shall you also, even more than this, for I go to my Father. A little while, and the world will see me no more, yet you will see me, for I'll be with you to the end of the world. The Bible said He the same yesterday, today, and forever.
1: Now, to every person in you,
0: if Christ will come tonight and do the same thing that He did when He was here on earth, the only thing besides the corporal body, that's setting on the throne of God. How many know that? Waiting for him when he returns in that body. But he's here tonight in our body. And there's wisdom at this, and we just yield ourselves, and then the Holy Spirit needs to move. Now, please, be real at it. And I'll just sit and pray. And if you're sick, say, Heavenly Father, do this to me. I know the man do not know me. But. I love you, and I'm going to put this to a test tonight. Have the man to speak to me. Have the man to speak to me. Call me. I know something that's wrong with me, and if you will heal me of that, you may turn around and tell me what it is. I'll believe it. That's exactly the Bible. That's perfectly the scripture. It's Jesus Christ. Exactly what the Bible is. See, most people have been taught in one regular school and they can't get away from that. That's the reason they fail to see Jesus when he comes to that time. time. They, they had their own way the way the Messiah was coming. But he comes born in a being And He said, That's not our Messiah. See? And today you'd expect him to come to the Vatican City or the High of England or somewhere like that, some great aristocrat, and he's right down with the poor, moving out along, and they know it's not. Right? I don't say you wouldn't deal with a Catholic or with an angel or with a Presbyterian, or with a pentecostal or with a Nazarene, whoever you are, Jehovah Witness or whoever you are. That doesn't matter. The thing is, if your heart is right with him, he'll deal with you. Now, Heavenly Father, I've spoken to you. I've told you of your business message. Now, you and my soul, to you help them be, Heavenly Father. That these people, at the day of judgment, when I stand before them and with them before them then there will be no excuse. I pray that you will grant these blessings in the name of thy beloved child, of the Lord Jesus. Amen. I have faith. All right. Now don't move around, please. Just a few minutes. Just a few minutes. The boys, won't let me stay. Oh, you're in another world. This is something that takes the life out from you. How many know for the Bible of what it does for like? Let's see your hand. But well, Daniel saw one thing and he troubled his head for many days. Now just be ready. All that talk going to bring How do you do, sir? Now here's uh, a man standing before me which is a stranger. I, I don't know the man. I have never seen him in my life. We're totally strangers to each other. And I... If there's something wrong with the man or with any of the rest of you, and I still have you and will do it, I will you. I wouldn't be worthy to stand behind this spectre of death and speak the word of the Lord Jesus. I wouldn't be worthy, I'd be a novel person. But I'm trying my best with the gift that God has given to let you see that He loves me. Now, I say, He's the today. Now, I'll be the man who stands with me or your side. We don't know one another. We uh, never met one another, never seen one another, and we are different in age. And, and perhaps he's a, a Canadian, and uh, I was born in the States, and here we are, Peter the nations. and we just think? Yes, sir? Well, now, now here, we don't know one another. Now, God knows what he's here I don't know. He's aware of that. I never seen him. When I was going to ask you something, this was said. Now God may not do it, but if he does, if the Holy Spirit will come down, and I'll talk to him, just like when Samuel brought those come before Jesus, and Jesus said, Behold an Israelite and whom there is no God. Did he say that? And what did the man say? Rather, a preacher? How did you know he? Why well, he said before Philip Paul
1: and not Why, well, he says, You're the Son of God, and you're the King of Israel. Now, now,
0: the bad thing doesn't have of it. But we as Christians, we believe that Jesus Christ promised us to the same thing, would be in and he would be manifested until he comes again. He really comes. And if you know good, the man saying, you the man before God, and God saying, You're say we know, know nothing of one another then God has have to do it. Can you believe that? And if he does it and willed it, would will only one of you get Jesus as he here do and save him in the book. But you're going you to do just as you can, that's not true. Now, maybe, uh, I said, now, to talk to you, I just want to contact your spirit just exactly the way it would be if uh, I was, just uh, like Jesus said to a woman at the well. he begin to talk to her. Because it just got and, uh, it came to you speaking, and it's changing over. But we, being strange to one another, and not knowing each other, then God will have to do something. And if something would come to me, and Lord would let me you know something about you that you know that I don't know, and not knowing me, I don't know nothing about you, so then you will have to come from some kind of a supernatural force, is that right? Then you'd accept it to be the Lord Jesus because I'm a plainly it before the thine. Oh, you believe it. That's fine. The Lord blessed us. That's very fine. Now, I trust that He'll do it. Now, see if i say to you, maybe uh, something's wrong, and I'd say, go ahead, Mr. Lord, you're, you're all right. Just said to the Lord, it'll be all right. You have a right to doubt that. Because that's me, Samuel. But when something here who knows what you have here? and then can bring that back to you in then you know the lesson tonight. Then you believe that it was possible. You said it wasn't flesh or uh, something like that. You believe it was time. Now, I'm waiting for him to answer. I'm talking to him and he answers to me. You see. And then when he comes to me, I can only say what I see as gospel. You won't have to say if you just see the judge if he does. Now he's Christ's name, the Lord's Jesus, i take every spirit in this building under my control for the glory of God. And I feel his anointing moving down now as that, that light begins to move to me, the angel of the Lord. The same one that does the children of Israel, which loves God. This man will stand before me. He's suffering with a nervous trouble. He's got a, a kidney trouble also. That is right. I said, you need Now, you know whether that is true or not? Is that true? Yes. That is true. And the audience knows that that's true. Now, just to talk to you a moment. This is where... Now, look, audience. Can you believe now? This incredible. But now,
1: that is... See, it's so not make can
0: difference. See, it, God's attitude towards this man is his attitude towards you. But now, the truth is what he's them. So, let them just speak to him just a little while longer and see what the Lord would say so that maybe it would get the King to me, But it was just so to see, after a while, we'll get to Queen of them and start praying for them another way. But you
1: just
0: listen. Before you're ashamed of him now, the man is a real we'll believer because his spirit is united just wonderfully. So, I maybe the Lord would let me speak something that would encourage you or others. I don't say that anywhere. That's just whatever it is. I can't say But I believe I was talking to you something about like your trouble that you had. Yes, I've something else. Now, the man is coming to this city. He. Uh, He isn't from this
1: city.
0: He's from away from here. But he's still, uh, it's uh, in Canada. It's in Canada, and it's kind of southwest from here. Right. And it's a city called Beeching or something like that. And your your name is Collins, Mr. A. Collins. And you're a believer, about 77 years old. That's correct. You got a child that you want me to pray for. That's a girl. She's only about two. And she's got a bad arm. That's just, sayeth the Lord. Praise Good God. You believe that, Miss Woodman? I bless thee, my brother. May you receive whatever you have come for in front of Amen. God
1: bless you
0: you believe the Lord
1: Jesus? Now, what does you have to do to say you. He says, you to do, man, you know the, the, the church of
0: the 90, That's just for you. your faith. How long do you love him? That your not That's just That's just The word it can be. Now, just what? come Here's another man. You're a is now, sometimes it's kind of stuck to the world. But there immediately, you know, you're not in the presence of your brother. You're in the presence of God. You're aware, of or you're a believer, you're a Christian, and you're here on You're not here for yourself, you're here for somebody else. And it's the man, rupture, and high brother, are in law. is that true? you believe now? May you go and find just as you have the need. And we, my brother, I be blessed in the name of Christ the Lord, that you receive that what you have asked for. Amen. God bless you, sir. Next
1: verse, Everybody want to go Get Get on? Get is he wonderful? He's here. He one The
0: great, magnificent life. Oh, yes, precious. How
1: we
0: wish I could
1: live
0: in Canadian brethren and sisters. How we wish to give you, 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 you. You're doing in this way. How wonderful He is. How it makes you feel. Well, the whole world is here. Christ is here. The Lord Jesus. The one that died to your sins. The one that saves The one that lives. The one that, that loves to give you of His marvelous blessings. Just have faith in in. Don't doubt. But believe every word that he said, he'll bring it to pass. You believe it? Amen. Now, ladies, I don't know you. We're strangers to one another. But here's a picture tonight of a woman and a man, like our Savior and the woman at the well, standing talking to each other. Now, if if there's something wrong with you, And I could help you and would do it. I I wouldn't be your brother. I'd be a brute. If I I was a doctor and you were sick and I could do something for you, if you didn't have a penny, I'd do it anyhow. See? I want to help you. Because I look at you and I think of my own mother. See? You're playing up somebody's mother. So then, how would I feel if my mother was standing there? What if it was my mother and some other brother was standing before my mother? I wanted to be as sincere as you could. And anything you do to help my dear old mother, I would appreciate. It. And I know your children would feel the same way. And if I could, I would. But there's nothing I can do. Only by divine gift, my for your faith to be raised in Christ. But not knowing Him, Christ does. Do it. And if He will reveal to me, what's on your heart for me to that ask me or for me to do for you. Would you accept it? Would you always believe it? I bet you would. I bet you would. I
1: Well,
0: the lady was sitting there. elderly bet you would. I bet you would. see you standing here. Little father on my hat. Sitting out right there, that. Suck in head. You believe that Jesus kind of said you were all in your life? Little lady standing there looking right at me with a flower in her house. You believe
1: Jesus Christ came now? You believe You
0: go home, for me now.
1: Go ahead. You it You love Him? Well, your hand. That's the lady with the white flower on my hand. That's your Stand there. See, You wish Jesus Christ like You love the Lord Now, all that's how the Bible really
0: is here. This on you, I thought oh, you're
1: going to be all right. You're supposed to touch me. Put my body in the water. Have faith. Right. You do.
0: That's right. Now you're leaving. And you're going away and you had a a fall. And he injured your hip and your limbs. And you can hardly get around them. And you're under a doctor's head. And I see that doctor he's kind of uh, like uh, osteopathic or or, or that's hip And that's a good man.
1: He's
0: a Christian man. He's a believer. And he would advise you to come to me. Yes. That's right. Isn't that right? Yes, that's, right. that's exactly yes. A good man. That mm-hmm. yes. you might know that I'll be the servant of the law. Not, not me, I'm a humble man, but that's him talking to you. There's someone with you tonight who wants to be prayed for. That's your husband. Yes. Isn't that right? And yes. well, if God will tell me what wrong with your husband, it's here now. Would you believe that he'll receive what he's asked for? Yes. Would you believe Ava as God is what? Because he's a black shadow over it's his eyes. He's got bad eyes, he's losing his sight. But the Lord Jesus will heal him. Do you believe that? If those things are true, raise up your hand for so the people to see. Now do you believe? Now if I ask God, you'll get well you'll Jesus said, these signs shall follow them with me. If they lay their hands on the sick, they shall recover. Almighty God. To this dear little mother, I bow my head in humility and humbleness to you, knowing that you're here, and I pray that this woman will recover and be well and known. And the blessings that she's asked for, may she receive it. As your spirit, here, to witness to her your resurrection and your motives towards the sick and afflicted. I ask in Christ's name. Amen. May the Lord bless you, my sister, and give you the desire of your life. Now, how do you do, ladies? You're a very young woman to be sick? Maybe you're not. I don't know. Christ knows that. Do you believe that you're standing in his presence, not your brother? Now, be just as brethren as you can, see? Each one of these is a spirit. You're ever in your disciples? I don't know. And it leaves when he goes out. And when it does, I have to find where it's to see what happens. Someone was healed. It was an interjection, and one of those people got up and went out. And see, everyone one of these a spirit. You know that. you're not, you couldn't be alive. But so see, right now, everybody you knows that there's a Holy Spirit ever spiritually. You can deal with skeptics, you can deal with disbelieving, you can deal with stoppers, and I'm fighting against all of that. And depending on your history to be praying for them, you see, I'm representing your father, your God. And you realize what a tremendous strain this is to stand you. I just read, I know it's long, but we'll leave just a minute, and you'll be real ready. He's done enough to convince you're everywhere than Don't you believe that? You sure have. But just be there in a few moments. We try to get some of these people through the line of Now, ladies, I just want you to believe. Look to me just a moment. Just to deter the conversation, as our Lord did to the woman at the well. He said to her, Bring me a drink. You know the story had to go he talked to her. Do you think he was contacting her spirit? the only thing he could be because he didn't know it. He just came up there. The Father sent him up there and he was just standing there. Now the Father sent me here. Now I'm saying standing here and here you are. I've got to have some way to know what you're here for. And if he will reveal to me what you're here for, will you believe him? You will. May he grieve as we look to him in prayer and as I yield myself to his Holy Spirit I keep seeing a man appear before me praying. The man saying you, eh? you have heart trouble. God bless you. Your faith makes you whole, sir. God bless you.
1: You had a split word, sir. No, you won't be in. Can you hear that?
0: The Can you do me a favor, sir? You feel different. The man sitting next to you had trouble too. Lay your hand over on him, that he may receive his. Lord Jesus, their faith is touching you, Lord. I pray that you will make them perfectly well. that the world know that you're Christ, the original. Amen. Now I have faith in God. Don't doubt. But believe with all your heart
1: and receive what you have. You're almost a wreck. Complicated. You have a lady.
0: Another thing is extremely nervous, all for us. And I believe in faith in you, that you've got faith in the Son, which is like an hernia, rupture in your stomach. That's right. That's good. Who can heal? Who can make muscles grow together? Jesus Christ, the Son of God. Do you believe that it's been speaking to you through you? You feel like you've never felt before, don't you? Now if that's what it mean, You know, me standing here, a poor man like me, could make you feel happy. Between you and I, the light is going back and forth. The Holy Spirit, the same angel of God. Do you believe Jesus Christ is in the form of life today, as his resurrection? You know the Bible says that the last apostle that ever found Jesus. What did he see? I and mean, who was the last one to see Jesus? Freak? Paul. What kind of condition was the end? A light. Who was it that the light came the spell of that man? That man? Got Peter out of the prison. You're standing outside the city now. Can you believe, sister? Then if that man speaks, if you hear him, you he believe it, then I have to be a believer, wouldn't I? Then he says, "They are hands on the sick, they shall recover. Do you believe
1: that? Come be here, Heavenly Father, this poor lady walking in shadow, I pray for her and answer these I see just now
0: that you made well will make her well and deliver her and You believe, ladies? I
1: don't
0: believe. But God does know. You. Are you aware that Christ, the Son of God, is there? You. You're scared, aren't you Knowing that not even Jesus lived. He wanted me to get away from the fear. How are you afraid you got beautiful? That's right. On the bread. That's right. What if I told you you didn't have it? But you were healed when you were standing alone like that. Do you believe it? Hallelujah. There are many in the world where he is here, made well are born to go old man who's believe God thank God and believe in him and all his heart and thank Come how you believe God you know, that that's to help to be alright here for bothers but do you believe that he here he, he knows you? you believe that he'd make you well Lord in Christ's name I bless my sister for her healing just now. Amen. God bless you. All right, amen. Now, someone's thinking that it's a million people's minds.
1: That's wrong. Right. Look here. Anyone know when you look
0: inside, you can take them and spite if you take another number I won't look at the ladies. Ladies, you ladies in God the Father will show to me what's wrong with you if I look this way and don't I ask the people to look at me because it's just a it's so many spirit, serious and everyone is pushing in if God will reveal to me what your trouble, will you set Christ as your leader if you will raise up your hand if you got on mine alright now put your hand back if you agree with all your heart God be the believer and you'll be well. You believe it well? I right, can go have your ears. Let's say praise be to God. Now, let's let this place you Now, ladies, just lay your hand on you. Do you believe with all your heart? Now, look, you're extremely nervous. And the nervousness is just because you've got a lady's trouble, a female trouble, that you want me to pray for. Isn't that right? I try to do Raise up your hand. That female trouble is bad too. And you have pains, especially on your left side of them. That's right. That's an ulcer on the opening. causes of the, old thing. All the drainage. But if you believe with all your heart, it'll leave evil. Well, you believe now, Father, I bless the woman. In the name of thy son, the Lord Jesus for her healing. I pray. Amen. Right. Mr. Dear you
1: believe?
0: I do. I see you in the city. You're moving down the street. Seems to be kind of early in the morning. And you're getting off the sidewalk, and you're stooping real easy as you get off. Or the making a sick and sore. Can't kind of hardly get up the morning sometimes to get you so bad. That's true. Is that
1: right?
0: Do you believe you're in his presence? I do. Will you accept him as your healer? I do. Then I bless you, my beloved sister, in Christ's name for your healing. Amen. Go believe it. God doubt. Have faith in God. <laughs> you believe? <laughs> Sir, you believe God? You believe me to be his servant? You love coughing, don't you? Asthma is an awful bad thing. But God's the healer of asthma. Do you believe that? With all your heart?
1: That's
0: right. You have another little trouble, which this man your age would actually have getting up at night at once. Wait this morning. Everyone lives a black shadow. Something's wrong. You live in Christian. The Holy Spirit's moving. In the audience. Look here again, sir. The man sitting right there, looking at me. Both of you. He had prostate trouble. That's right, sir. He had prostate trouble. See them demons sympathizing one with another? He thought he'd get by with it. That's Satan here. They say it. That's good faith for a spirit, I think, sir. You ought to accept the Lord Jesus as your Savior. Will you do it? Will you stand in your feet and accept the Lord Jesus as your Savior? That's right. You've never been to You're a sinner and you ought to accept Jesus as your Savior? Then Christ is God for good of sins and healers covered in Jesus Christ
1: Jesus. Amen.
0: The whole world is saved, my brother. You do the same thing, my brother. The Lord Jesus be on your own. Listen
1: to the need of, of the Lord. How ah, can you end up, our Lord Jesus? Isn't he wonderful? He saved
0: and healed and healed the sickness. He's raised from the dead. Amen. You'll that I you need know it, and King he may go. you know I mean? do it with me that Christ will grant to you. Our heavenly Father, i bless the woman for her healing. In Jesus' name, amen. Don't oh, believe me. Oh, believe me. all your heart? you believe me to be your servant? I want that ask you something. It seems see something out. Something happens.
1: You hear that?
0: This the dread on his Oh people have turned out. Do you just took this little building
1: tonight. How fortunate we are to have Jesus Christ, the Son of God, to be here tonight.
0: With us. Now ladies just stop with me a second. Ask me
1: something. You've
0: been nervous the quad upon. That started during the time of those menopause. things time. And through this time, you've been getting the sick spell. Stomach trouble. You can't eat well. Your food doesn't digest it. It's a peptic condition in the stomach. You want to go eat your supper? You want to go and eat and feel right again? I see you moving away from the table. You see, just keep moving back like that. And I know that it's in your stomach.
1: And that's right.
0: Would you believe now with all your heart? Our Heavenly Father, I bless this woman. In the name of the Lord Jesus, that you will heal her and make her well. For God's glory, amen. All right. You believe with all your heart? Come on, you believe. Tell me what you believe. As a black Hanging hang the way sitting on your chair.
1: Oh, you know you're down
0: here. I came you A cancer. Jesus Christ can make you well. Do you believe it? i never seen you in my life. There's a black shadow hanging with you. That means you that you're scattered to death. Look, God is too good for you now. You're dead, then. There was some lepers laid to the him one in Samaria. And they were willing to die. They were starving in the city, so if they weren't in the city, nothing could help them. If they were there, they were sure they'd
1: die.
0: They said, We've got one thing. If we go down to the enemy, the fear, we've had and to save the people. said, Maybe they'll God, in His powerless mercy, had mercy on us. And their life was saved. And they'll be led to others. The Bible says now you're in the same state. You're at the end of the road. But you're not asked to go to an end. You're welcome at the bottom of the table tonight. You're expected to come. He's going to be there you this morning. What about you people who are here?
1: What about you people here? this? We've got to be you think I'm to No, you're not. You've got to go to be there for you. You've got to go to Logan. Will it believe? Will you all Do Will you do it Will you have faith in God? Lady, let's by and let the old fellow come you. So,
0: don't fear about Let us follow this one. Will you follow this Everyone who in this
1: time, bless yourself on Holy Spirit,
0: just you? I'm going to get you to power, and the I know it's about time for me to go, but was heading on the coast. I know it's time for me to go. I don't know if one of the first to but I have to do that tomorrow. But
1: it promised me he would. He the would. And it's your brother, don't you just suggest that the unfortunate just now? Say, Lord, I need you to do our I need you forgive me I want you to heal me right you now. And I believe you'll do it. And I'm going to
0: pray for you. Everyone. Now, if I stand raised from the then I'm telling you the truth. Christ is here. He's there. He rose from the He loves now, hungry,
1: something, and I'm and I'm a while a Heavenly Father, as weakness coming into my body, as his spirit is against the no one would to walk into the wilderness
0: days if we found back in the mountain. After a hole, I
1: mean, no wonder no John was set in Christ God to take his life to the as his spiritual last No wonder was walking with trouble and his head for many days. No wonder no he the school. No wonder Jesus used to sit out and
0: see the where he's from him your spirit, Lord. And you are so gracious to me when you come down
1: and get our place.